Hi, welcome to this week's Fighting Words. Thanks for tuning in. I have a very special guest today. Probably the most special guest I've had in a long time. Public enemy number one. Number one. You are bad boy. Got a cop. A cop. What's a code word for cop? Are you, can you tell us that? You were texting me on the way over here in code. You know, he's like 10-4, and I'm just like... I kind of figured out what you were saying. Right, right. Is so. there a code for that, for the cop? Like yeah. you're referring to another officer? Yeah, you're so not- that is, uh, that's called 10 code. It's called what, 10 code? 10 code. Makes and sense. each state has a different code. A lot of it is the same. So like um, 1076 means en route. Oh. Right? Oh, okay. Um, what or is- as the French say, en route. There you go, en route. Yes. Um, your 1020 location. So that's when you texted me back your address, mm-hmm. and I said ten four. I acknowledge. I acknowledge that. I yep. got that. That one's pretty universal. And then uh, I said ten seventy six. And then when I got here, ten twenty three. You opened the door before I even walked up. Mm. There you go. So is there a code for a, like if you're saying if you want to communicate to someone that you know they say there's an officer over there? Do you just say there's an officer present, or do you say you know? Ten three present. Like, is there a code for that for the to so refer like, to an officer? So, like, if you're on scene, so if there's an accident, right? It's ten twenty three means you're on scene. You're on scene. That's right. So, like, if there is a let's very basic. Let's say if there's a firework call, okay, in an area because that's a lot of our calls right now because of fireworks and things like that. They bother people. I mean, they're legal, but. They do bother people. So then when we get into the area, we call it a 1060. Mm. We're in the area. And then we get to the address, the actual on scene, we say 1023. Why do all that? Why not just say, I'm en route. I'm in the area. It's so people can't listen. If they're scanning the radio, they may be like, well, you don't really honestly, know what you're talking about. I think <clears throat> right now, and this has been a while now, um, all of our radios are encrypted. That's what they are. Um, honestly, it's a lot quicker because you want to get on the radio and off the radio as very as quickly as you can. And so, just like anything else, once you're in that culture, you understand the language right. that much quicker. And actually, I'd, I would probably bumble my words up. I like saying ten twenty three, you know, sure. or whatever. So, yep, yeah, you really it's kind of like bilingual. You got another language. It is, it is, but it's quickly learned. So. Well, you know, every culture has that. Every, uh, you know, I've heard people say, "Hey, we when we come to the church, we you have a language we don't know. Like if you're unchurched, and uh, you need to talk talk to us in our language." And there's something to be said for that. But the reality is, it just you do have to learn a new language. You have to learn about sanctification and glorification. Like, these are right. the things that are in the Bible, and um, <clears throat> you have to learn that everywhere. You have to learn that in the police department. You have to learn that at Starbucks, for goodness' sake. You know what I mean? Like you have to learn right. what. What right. a frappuccino is if you want to go in there and right or like I was raised in the Catholic Church and I remember I was starting to remember everything that my priest was saying I could actually put earplugs in count the words out of his mouth and I knew what he would be saying. Dang. So 
Do you love. talk to your wife with uh, cop language? <laughs> you know, you like hunting every, like every every once. Like in you're while. flirting with her like ten twenty three. You know, she's like, or you like I'm, I'm, I'm on route. Scene. I'm, I'm on, on route. scene. Yeah, ten yeah. seven. I'm yeah. on scene. <laughs> she's like, I know. <laughs> Does she find it sexy? Um. Well, with Brooke, it depends. I mean, it really it really depends. I mean, there's um. Uh, yeah, there's some cop games we've uh, we played. And, okay, we'll, and, we'll skip all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, why do you want to be on the podcast? You ask me that. Usually, what usually when people ask me to come on, I right. won't have them on because they ask. I'm like, no, I'm not having you on. Why? Because you asked. But you, I wanted you on. But right. why did you want to come on? Well, and I, I'm glad you asked that. Great, mm. great, great, great. That's the question. only question I have. Really? Yeah. And that's it. To be huh? short podcast. That's it, and then we're we're gone. All right. Um. Well, I, I've been listening to your podcast a lot, mm-hmm. and it's it's fantastic. It it just is fantastic. Well, tell me more. And I and I like and I like what what you're doing is dealing with what is going on in the world relevant. You know, I thought it's like, well, you want both sides of the story, don't you? Mm, I want everything. You want everything, right? You want everything, and so I know because I was listening to your podcast a couple times. And you're like, I usually don't have people that ask me you know come on i was like oh yeah and i was like this week i was trying to catch up and stuff like that i was like well i just asked them i was like oh man <laughs> what am i going into so honestly what i wanted you to do is just uh have both sides stories um and we may have a couple surprises sure. honestly you know and, and things like that so and that's that's why I thought I was like, man, he needs to. We. I needed need educated. You yeah. wanted to educate me. That's no, what it was. That's all. fine. I could use all. educated. I do think that's important. And in fact, there's more than two sides to the stories. There's so much. That's part of the oh. challenge. Is this is so multi-layered and, and complex and correct. Um, correct. How does it feel to be, you know, a part of the r- racist oppression? Mm. How do you sleep at night? <laughs> Do you just tell yourself lies and just? No, I I don't. <laughs> I'm just I don't. Kidding, I know. I hear you. I told you I, I was gonna you. pick a fight no, with you. No, that's that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, I, I have thoughts and questions I can ask. Um, like one thing I'd like to talk about is uh, the specific list of demands in Cedar Rapids, particularly that was that was posed, and I would like to work through those and get your opinion if you if you like that. Okay. Um, I'd like to get your perspective on so my one of my base assumptions is that all systems have corruption like yep. geez, sin yep. is in the world and so you know we're not going to sit here and say all cops are evil of course not and we're not going to sit here and say all cops are good and we're not going to say but so i'd like to have a, a conversation around that like what is that like you know to right. be in a in a, a system that certainly is going to have errors and one that has not only is it going to have errors but one of the things that i pointed out is you know if the dairy queen has errors you know they overcharge they you know, give you bad product. If people with sticks and guns and cages have errors, it's a little bit of a, a scarier manifestation. You know, so I think that's, that's a fair. You know, we could talk about that. Um, the weatherman has errors, right? Well, he's the worst. <laughs> the climatologists. There, yeah. So yeah, you, I I totally understand what you're saying, and I I know where you're coming from, and so yeah, that was that was absolutely it. And then uh, yeah, but just, more specifically, what do you think people need to hear right now? So you are. Um, a police officer, particularly you Correct. work for the sheriff's department. Correct. Um, Correct. Lynn County. Correct. And you've been doing this for how long? Um, going on 12 years. Before that, I worked for the Department of Corrections, um, which is a halfway house. And I worked there for about seven years. So I'm in year 19 of okay. whatever. So. Yep. And 
Oh, I lost years. my. That's a long time, man. That is a long time. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and what's happened recently? There was a lot that's happened, but one of the things that has happened is that, well, pre- frankly, in the media and in the a lot of the public thought right now, the police have been really villainized. Yes. Right. So yes. you've got this. You know, when you're uh, when you're eight years old, it's like I want to be a cop, and you got the public servants. You know, you have the the firemen and the police right. officer, and there's this image that they're like. It's an honorable thing, right. and and man, what a good thing to do, and you know, protect and serve. But now it's like, man, you are the racist oppressors. Like right. you are the, you know, the iron fist of the of the machine that's right. meant to like mostly crush black and brown people and right. public defund, uh, abolish maybe even. And mm-hmm. how, what's that? How's that been for you? Just you know as a as a man getting up in the morning going to do your job and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how public perception how does that play into your well, daily life that is loaded question yep very good so we'll kind of go through a couple pieces here and and things like that um honestly it's it's been hard it work is work is toil it's not fun sometimes it's not it's not good it's not it's not fun it's not it isn't you know and it's just like i don't know the minneapolis officer i don't i don't personally know him i i just know that he does a job just like i do and made a real bad choice i still haven't you think he made a bad choice i think he made a bad choice what was the bad choice that you could tell from the distance we don't know everything right exactly i think he made a bad choice i just i just no I just couldn't be my, I couldn't be on top of someone like that for that long. And if you talk to a lot of other officers, they feel the same way. It's like no, no. It just it just it, no. I mean, you know, I have um, I know the results about what happened to George Floyd. I have not seen the whole video though. I um, my I came home from when it did happen, and Brooke was showing it to me. And I was like, I just, I can't watch anymore. I just, it just hurt. It just ached. It just ached. What particularly ached? They just kept on staying on them. Mm. It was, you know, and it, and I'm like, you know, and then there's just, and then there's other things that were going through my narrative in my head um, of what um, possibly happened. I, like I said, I, being honest with you, I, I have not seen the whole video. Usually we don't start with people in that position. So sure. somehow it got to it to sure. that posi- position. Um, I am sure that um, what I have <clears throat> understood it was off of a twenty dollar con- counterfeit bill, right? And I'm not um, like what was who was it you're talking you and Bro uh, Bro Jinkman? Yeah, exactly. You guys were talking about um, let's see, it was a twenty dollar counterfeit bill. Was, was that was that the reason they were called the scene? Is there some? Something like that, yeah. It was right, exactly. Forging money, right? Something, something, something like that. Um, but yeah, we just don't. How does it escalate from there? But but I think what what you're Good saying question. is so. Number one, yeah, we don't have the whole video, right. but you have enough video that at some point, even you say, "Man, like, get off, not, get off, get off, get off, em. right? Yeah. Get off them." So, right. Okay. So, my question to you though was about. Oh yeah, just public perception. And do you see that right now? Like when you walk around town, are you aware of this, or is this like this is a New York thing, this is a Minneapolis thing, or do you? Because you know, you walk around, man. There's all these racial tensions and right. like all this stuff. And yet, the other day, I'm just 
you know, I'm seeing people like black people and white people sitting in coffee shops together and just talking. Right. It's like depending on where you go, I think these things are more heightened. Correct. Do you feel like? Do you feel any of that here locally? Or do you you feel like- can you can see that a lot of people just want to ask a lot of questions at all times, you know. Um, and so I I go around as my business every day and just try to give the best impression I can. You know what I mean? I can't be in people's thoughts or anything, but give their best impression of me and make sure that I am friendly and saying hi and and uh, responding to calls when they ask me to. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as feeling it, I do a little bit. Uh, not that much in Iowa. Um, I'm sure it is more. But, yeah, you do feel it. Um, I have not been... Um, front lines of the protests that have taken place here in Cedar Rapids. Um, I was called in to uh, work the county section, but not front line, front page, like right, right there, incurred in between you know, the courthouse and in the crowd. So, um, but well aware of what's going on. So as far as feeling it a little bit, because people just want to ask. Yeah. They want to ask and they want to have some clarity and ask some questions and that's our profession right now is that we we have to answer those when you say uh you know we want to have both sides of the story what uh, what are the specific things that right you think you bring to the table that you would like people to know right so again man i would probably be a better hope you know if i watch the whole video well so you mean when you say both sides of the story you mean the particularly the the the, the cop the Floyd issue yes yes not well, just the whole Correct. Not just the whole conversation of... Right. So going into like just the Floyd incident. So we get called to a scene and the way it usually works out is that uh, the person that is in question, we get their identification or like their... It would be like the Minnesota ID, right? And then we phonetically talk to our dispatch um, talking about um, name and date of birth. And then also like a license ID number, something like that. You're looking to see if there's any Correct. warrants or Correct. outstanding things. So that's what it is. Is always we we do look into to warrants and things like that. So I'm listening to the radio. I'm driving around. Um, let's say um, I'm in Minnesota when that happens, and Derek runs Floyd's name. We know through his history and i think uh, i think one person you talk about candace owens isn't she like a commentator sure right and i understand on fox is that she attacked his character uh, yeah floyd's character right okay so then we hear of uh what he has uh what he has done in his past yep you know what i mean and so it's like whoa if i heard home invasion robbery that's a little more than criminal mischief you know what i mean so it gets my attention you know and I may be driving to the scene, you know. So how we de-escalate things is is by numbers, you know. Um, usually someone that would be able to see that, like, oh, I better not be stepping out or anything like that, you know. Not to put our weight onto somebody, like our knee in their neck or anything, but just by numbers and just hopefully de-escalate the situation where we get the subject in the back seat if it's an arrestable offense, which this is in Minnesota, counterfeit money. And we try to get them to the jail as safely as possible i've learned something very good from one of my sergeants i thought was excellent when i worked in the jail it was different but when you got into patrol there's a lot of times i'm talking people into cuffs you know what i mean it depends how you treat them you know and and i really go through biblically answers is like proverbs 15 1 
you know, a hard answer will bring wrath. So if I'm talking to someone hard, right, they're going to come back at me just as hard. And I think that's where where this is kind of going because both groups or whatever are talking hard to each other, and it's hard to you know, you know, but that that easy language, you know, kills that, you know. And I'm like, wow, that's that's so true. That's so true. So. If I was in Minnesota and I heard that, I'd probably show up, you know, um, and, um, man, you know, pray to make a difference, you know. Um, we never want something like this to happen. We don't. I mean, it just it just pains me to know about this. And, hmm, I don't, you know, it happened. So it's like, what do you do, you know? What do you start, you know, like uh, – what well do you start going after? You know, is it Fox News, CNN? Is it your... What do you mean, what well do you start going? Like, where do, well, you, where do you get perspective? Yes. So, and, and how that has to be, especially with believers, it has to be, you got to get back in the Word. And you got to just immerse yourself just in the Word. And if you don't... And that that is... That is that's hard to to do because a lot of people on both sides don't actually see the way the truth and the light right you know so well and it's well and the thing is that's also tricky though is that yes yes you got to get in the word and get in perspective but then you still have the question like um do, do you think there is there needs to be reform as a whole in the police departments great question um you know and i would ask the public like what is exactly you want like the like the list of the demands that i think they were met weren't they from we can Cedar go Rapids? through i'd like to go through those right, right. but more generally i just ask you like like do you do and, and so one of the one of my approaches with everyone is can you critique yourself so i'm going to have um some people on here next week who are more on the left and out there right. sharing on social media stuff about defund the police and stuff like right. that. And I'm going to ask them to self-critique. Right. Can you, like, can you, as an officer, right. say, identify, okay, let me back up here. Do you agree that sin is in the world? Yes. Do you agree that sin is in people? Oh, yes. Do you agree that people are in systems and therefore sin is in systems? Absolutely. Do you ever see it in the police department? Correct. Yes. Now, now you got to be careful because I'm not asking you to name names and get fired. <laughs> no, no, no. I know you're not. You know, right? But, right. but I think that's probably what. See, people get defensive, and so what happens is it becomes about who's the worst person. Like cops are bad, you know, criminals are bad. It's like okay, okay, okay. And then you again, it's like you feel defensive. They can say, hey, the the police system, and you put it in the worst way, which is. Um, it's a it's a racist oppressive tool of the elite. You know, it's like okay, um, to put it a softer way, I would say, do you see uh, any areas of the police department where you would say, man, there needs to be some attention brought to this, and there's some reform, mm-hmm. there's some unkind people, there's uh, right. Um, and again, this is tricky because you can't name. It'd be better if you were retired. Correct. It you would could be. tell more specific stories, Correct. but you know, I'm not asking you to name names. But I just think even that admission is is helpful in the conversation like no i i agree with that and we we work with uh type a personality like it's either this or or no you know with with anything um my bosses are good 
they're good. They're good to me, and 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 I think they would say, yeah, he's a good dude. You know what I mean? Um, but they don't know me. You know, they don't. They probably couldn't name my six kids, or that Brooke and I have been married for twenty years, or or not. So I think it's a di- a, a deeper issue. Um, and um, yeah, you have to, I mean, you have to start there. I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's it's absolutely could there be things that are changed in the police department absolutely could there be things that is there anything that you would say again not naming names no but a practice no, or a policy no. that you would say man here's something that i would i'd say could we could improve on to improve relations and uh you know potential abuse protect from potential abuse correct and it, and it comes down to to time in in things like that i would say oh, man that's a great question but that's self-examination time so let's see i would say the biggest thing for police officers is that they need to be more examined behind the badge and what i mean by that is by the heart and um it is hard even if you're you know a banker accountant or whatever it's hard to go to work if things are not going well at home Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go back to Minnesota. That um, um, Derek, <clears throat> within a week, uh, heard his his wife uh, divorced him. Right, and, and we all know that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you've been in you've been um, as a pastor for a while. You know that divorce just doesn't happen. Now, this may be different because of what did happen and what took place, what she watched, and things like that. But 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 divorce doesn't happen, right? It just doesn't. I mean, it, it just doesn't happen in a week. It's it, a it sign. It's a sign of something else going. Something's on. not going right in the family home. Right. 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 So then, you know, I kind of go back and and think, man, I, you know, I I asked the Lord, I was like, man, is was all this, you know, coronavirus and whatever and and things like that? Because I, I mean, I was for a while, I was separated from my family. You know what I mean? Things weren't good, man. Mm-hmm. Things weren't good. You know, and so. Yes, there is that badge, but there is that heart behind there, and it. We really, and people may not want to say this, but we got to make sure we're we're loving those officers as much as we can because they're fighting it. The physical, not the spiritual, a lot, you know. But I mean, it's kind of both, you know. But the physical part of just of being villain number one right now. Right. Does that make Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I think there's a couple things there. Yeah, there's right. there's a lot of things conspiring there but the, the main thing you're saying is that yours that you see the fact that these are human beings and they carry their narrative to the to the to workplace work. right 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 and, and and that that can play out in different ways right, if you, right. maybe you're angry and you just and it just boil over and some kid snaps at you and you're just like wow dare you you know right. like right um have you watched any you say you're not on social media much have no. you watched uh so you haven't seen like the video, you know, there's all these video compilations of cops smacking people and like <laughs> macing them and um, I don't know. Those are little snippets. It's hard to um, to comment on a lot of those. But here's, so here's, let's get specific. Here's yeah. the uh, list of concessions, right. demands slash concessions. Form an independent citizens review board. Right. Have you seen this list already? I, I I've heard and I have seen this list. Yes, there's like is it seven or eight demands? Seven, seven demands. So what do you think? Let's just go through these one by one. 
Because sometimes you just read it and you go, well, that sounds pretty reasonable, but like maybe there's things I don't know. Right. What do you mean by that? Right. You know, like I read an article from the Gazette that said the they were going to change, and Cedar Rapids are going to change a oh. policy that now required police to report what was it called? Any kind of uh, abuse of power or something like that. Correct. And I was like, that. How is that not already required? Right. 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 Honestly, you have any insight on that? No. The the insight is this: is that we make policy, and policy is made by what is happening because you can't write complete policy for every right. interaction. And I and what you're I always think, behind. You're catching you, up. You are. You are. And so. Um, that was a policy directly from their chief that was made. It wasn't in their policy handbook. It just wasn't. That's and I would just I would I think it's fair to say police have been around a long time, like long enough in my opinion that that I think that policy should have already existed. <laughs> I, yeah, I know, I know. You I've know, heard, yeah, I've heard, I've heard. Um, yeah, and in, in their in their narrative and book, it just wasn't. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. So, um, so I think when people say. When people say, "Hey, there's uh, there's problems, systemic problems," I right. think pe- look, in one sense, I think people go way overboard and go the whole thing has to burn. Like, okay, but that's an example of someone I think could fairly say, "Look, that's a systemic problem. Like, you didn't have this as a rule." Right. Like, um, but uh, anyway, let's go down this list. Form, yes. form an independent citizens review board. Right. What do you think of that? Well, we can still we can always reexamine ourselves, right? And so that. Be interesting seeing what what that would actually look like. Would that be, um, yeah? Well, I mean, well, yeah. I I guess my, it's really vague, right? It is. Um, and if we don't say if we do form an independent review board to watch all of my video, which is fine, that's fine, and they can give me definite suggestions about how I could do something, that's fine. I'm I'm a public servant. I have to listen to that, and that's that's totally fine. Um, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't see. Do you see any potential problems with it? Yes. Okay, like what? Yes. Um, let's say a mental subject. So, um, okay, what do you mean by that? Well, let's say um, it's called excited delirium. Um, I'm, probably, I'm probably even saying that wrong. Where um, people take a substance and there's just no way to stop them. So what that means is we have to get them to the hospital as safely as possible. And you can't, how are you gonna, you know, you have to cuff a person. Okay. Um, how are you gonna, you know, and they don't feel pain compliance or anything, but they're thrashing all over your car or whatever. I wanna be very sensible to them, you know, but I also trying to get this guy help and get him to the hospital. How and you're I, saying that, that- It doesn't look good on video. It doesn't look good on it video. It will not look good on video. Let's say, um, working in the jail and let's say an inmate uh, decides to uh, throw fecal matter in their cell how do you get them out how quickly do you get them out you know do you want to get people in that position where they can have that thrown at them you know uh, how do you how do you stop that you know it doesn't look it doesn't look good you know um, we do the best we can get them to showers things like that right away um, but it just doesn't look good. Yeah, you know? it's tricky. I it think is. yeah, because what you're doing. So let me let me step out broader and say this: 
if we're saying there is sin in systems, there's also going to be sin in that independent review board. Correct. They will have limited perspective, perhaps anger. Right. So it makes sense and once on on the surface because you say, "Hey, we don't want you reviewing yourself." Right. That's here's the term independent, you know, mm-hmm. it needs to be an independent citizen. Um, but the potential for, you know, they don't understand they don't understand the complexities of what you're doing. So, like, I mean, I think at best, if they're going to have a review board, hopefully they do a good job of uh, maybe having some former cops on there. Could be. You know, or right. security officers or things like this. It can't just be um, – you have to do your best to try to mitigate what, what the challenges are that are going to enter into that as well. They're not going to just be subjective, per- perfect. Right, right. Um, Especially in every situation. I could probably get you in a situation. You're like, ooh, I'm not sure I'd do that. Do in that situation. You know, I, and that's okay, and that's that's part of policy making and having a review board. People, it's like we need to talk about those things about how we can get better and and not hurt anyone. Again, a lot of these are really broad. What about this? Make significant investments in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. What What does does that that mean? mean? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't. Well, it could mean. Um. Well, it depends. Part of the defund the police thing has said, has been like, look, we're spending too much money on. Uh, let's just look at the city budget. Like, let's we're spending. Oh, yeah. Let's say we're spending a uh, half a million dollars on the police. It's probably more than that. Let's say a million dollars on the police budget. Right. Let's cut it to eight hundred and give two hundred to mental health services. Right. You know, that might mean that, or it might mean within the police department, actually invest in diversity, equity, and inclusion. So that means. Spend money, time, and energy into diversity training, mm-hmm. making sure we're you know uh, hiring uh, diverse population population right. represent. Right. Do you, right. What's your initial just take on that? Make significant investments in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. No problem in that. I'm like you know go for it. Um, what does that look like? You know because I have to still make make a meet a standard to get hired on. What happens if that person doesn't pass that standard? because they're of a different race or anything like that you know well not because of but you're saying someone of a different race doesn't pass the standard right. and yet you still hire them right. you get into the whole affirmative action correct issue and, correct correct and now that's the guy protecting and serving you right right and he's carrying a gun you know and and going to every call because every call has a gun to it so um I have no problem in that. I mean, I mean, what does that look Let's like? See. That, yeah. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah, what does that what does that look like? This one I'm really speci- I'm really interested in. Uh, <laughs> number 3. Ban chokeholds. Okay. And knee to neck maneuvers and strengthen use, use of force standards. Um It's one of those things that like if you just sat in a room and said, "Hey, should we ban chokeholds?" Everyone goes, "Yeah, chokeholds aren't fun." No, let's just no, ban those. Yeah, right. Right, right. But what's the alternative to a chokehold? That's that is a good question. So you're looking at other pain compliance, say, say a gooseneck, or um, yeah. Why do chokeholds exist to begin with? To probably knock the person out. Okay. Yeah. To so stop, now this is to stop to stop them. Now that's interesting because here's the here's what. Why would chokeholds yeah. happen in USC? Right. To win. Right. Right. So now right. here's where it's interesting where uh, I was hearing Joe Rogan talk on this and he was saying, you know, he's a jiu-jitsu trainer. And a, he's, he's a stud. Yeah. And he says, uh, um, or not a trainer, but a, a practitioner. He, um, you know, if, if you're in a situation where someone needs to be incapacitated. Okay. Let, let me, 
a chokehold is way easier than the alternative. It is. So I'm just thinking, I even thought of like, I've thought of this in the past. So I'm walking in an alley. I feel threatened. I don't know a lot of jujitsu. I know a little bit. One alt- and, and, and there's an altercation and it's common. Right. I can't get away. Like whatever. Like I would much rather get this guy in a rear naked choke, put him to sleep. He's not knowing that 99.9% of the time he's just going to wake up. Right. You know, I can walk away with my wife. Right. Versus now we're in a pummeling competition to see who can knock the other man unconscious first. Right. The point is, it's just not as simple as saying chokehold bad. Right. Like, well, what's your alternative? Right. Like, if you're trying to incapacitate someone. Now, you you watch USC. Yeah. A lot. Right. Now, when you see that happen for chokeholds and stuff like that, it's like they peacefully are knocked out. Right. They come back. Right. Right. Because let's be clear on what it. So what is a chokehold? A, a um, it depends on the chokehold. The chokeholds right. that I'm talking about are are um, kind of sleeper yes. holds. Is what they yeah. they they, yeah. they they squeeze your arteries. Right. They cut off blood, blood flow to the brain. brain. Your brain goes to sleep. You let go, and then you know a little while later you like revive. We're right. not talking about asphyxiation. We're not talking Correct. about stopping someone's breathing, which Correct. would then interrupt their heartbeat. Like Correct. Right. Correct. And um, yeah, so. That's right. So then, now take that where that where you're in the UFC ring. Person wakes up, uh, you know they raise their hand and everything, and the match is over. You and I have both seen a lot of UFC fights where people get knocked out. That doesn't look so pretty. Right. Like they hit a certain artery, and I mean they're out cold. They fall straight to the ground. They hit their, you know. You're right. There's two different type of you know things because you're in the alley with the guy, and what happens if he knocks you out? I mean, you go cold and you fall straight and you hit your head on the ground. And then my wife's there. Yes, exactly. She'd choke him out. Yeah, there you go. She would. But my point is that it's just ma- it, 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 these things. I don't necessarily read that band chokeholds and think that that's going to be good. I think there's just a lot of like, well, maybe like, what are again, what are the options? Why are these things happening? Um, do you guys do you train jujitsu? Mm. No, that's a problem, man. Yes, I'll tell you what, man. I watch some of these scrambles with cops on the ground with guys, and it's like, oh man, like if you would just learn to get your hooks in and right, like, right. some basic ground maneuvering, like you, right. would, you because you. most because. Most of the population has zero jujitsu training. If Correct. you if you had, uh, you know, even like a three percent competence, you're, you know, but you're, you're, you're do well. way above. You're you going to do well. Choke people out pretty quick. Right. I mean, in Iowa, it is. I mean, it's revealed very quickly. If you get in a fight, usually people are wrestling you because we're just Iowans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting is, uh, you know, I was listening to this guy named Jocko Willink. Oh, stud. Yeah. Okay. Stud, stud, now stud. he says that you need more funding to police departments. Correct. I agree with him. Why do you need more funding? I th- I think with 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 that training would be very helpful. Um, That's what is basically saying. You need more training. You, you need, need training, training things like that. We need right. tra- training in, in de-escalation. Correct. Training in uh, well, all kinds of stuff. Let's train, 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 train. Right. Instead of training people a lot up front and then just let them do their job forever, like right. more training, right. which would cost more money. It would cost more money. Yes, and I like I said, I I think it's all about um, making sure the cop is right in the head and in the heart as much as they can be and uh you know making sure things are at home are are good man because if they're not it's tough it's tough anybody out there knows it's tough to go to work when things are not going well at home 
Are you, is, are you, know? are you aware again? Don't, you don't have to name names and specifics, no. but would you say, are you, have you ever seen situations where you think, man, like this is a problem case, but it's not being dealt with. Like people are just kind of turning a blind eye. Are you, are you talking about like, if I know that stuff is going on at home in their life or are you talking it's about showing up on the job? It's showing up on the job and they're just not doing they're well. Just it, but there's, but they're just brushing it aside. Like right. Exactly. Because with. they had to go to work to make a living to try. Well, to I mean, the superiors are aware of that and then just going, yeah, but no, I, you know, honestly, I, when it gets to that point and it, first of all, it's hard for officers to even talk about that. It's, you know, um, it's hard for people to talk about that. Like, even if they're at, let's say, let's see, Hanson, he works at Aegon, Eric Hanson, right? Good dude. It's hard to go up to your boss and saying, hey, man, I'm struggling. Things are not, things are not well. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to, to let your heart out, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in a, you know, type A personalities and things like that where things have to get done. Just it's hard. It, it does. It's hard to come up to somebody and say, "Dude, I am. I'm weak. I, I'm. I'm struggling. The kid's not acting right at home. Me, and my. Are wife you trying to tell me something, Matt? Is oh, this is. Is this why you wanted to come on the podcast? <laughs> this is all really about you and your personal problems. No, man. I do not. I do not. Eat, I don't need any. No. No, he no. is. He is without need. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fine. But no, I mean. But, but you've you been said, there. You've but been there. I've I've been there, and I I have no problem with speaking about that. But if you'd probably ask anybody in my department, they didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was the church, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You mean you were there, you know, um, and things like that. And I had a I had a wonderful hard reset, and it's just it's changed. Yeah, it's changed, man. So and since I've went through it as difficult as it was and I I would have no problem speaking on that where Jocko Willick says hey we need more training this is what we need to do for our officers wouldn't people want to get behind that honestly well it depends it because this gets really big man like it does again, it does because the people man you have such forces at play here man on the on the extreme left they're worldview is that there needs to be zero police officers Correct. so the idea that we would increase funding and training to them it's an essential part of the evil system of oppression capitalism westernism patriarchy yes. like uh, colonialism i mean all this stuff like right. there's no way they're going to entertain a conversation about increasing funding the police so that you're just no. in such that you're on different planets correct i understand where they're coming from correct. because i listen to them right um I probably don't know. I think probably sometimes you're going to need more funding and sometimes you're going to need to cut some crap out of there. It's probably not a simple approach. Correct. And I'm not in there. I don't know. Right. Correct. I don't know. And and what does that look like? There's probably anywhere in any kind of government agency where we could cut something. Yeah. Right. And we'd be okay. Maybe streamline it. Maybe find, maybe, maybe stop spending. Oh, what do you think of this? Like, what about the, is this on here? Uh, no, I've you know I've talked I've I've read stuff where they say we want to uh, demilitarize you know like you've just gotten two you've got like tanks basically not, <laughs> not tanks but you know these like armored vehicles and like grenades and crap like that it's like <laughs> do you guys have, do you have grenades I do I do not have grenades does the no. department have grenades well you're also in the county which is different I mean you guys work in town right but it's different than being in a highly urban like 
the, the, the Minneapolis Police Department Correct. is in a way different context than what you're in. Well, and, and it depends what kind of uh, unit you're in. You know, if you're on our, uh, like, um, immediate response team or our SWAT or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. you're going to have the better gear. You have a sword? I, I actually, actually, <laughs> I do have a wood sword, but it doesn't have anything to do with, yeah. Glenn Salzman has a sword. Does he really? Yeah, keeps it by his bed. I'm like, wow. What are, you be, are you being serious yeah, now? I'm like, what do you envision happening with this sword, bro? I mean, I don't know if it's current. I know his old place in Amana, he had a sword by the bed. I was like, bro, that's so medieval. I know I know that dude real well, and I did not know that. But You I'm don't know to, him at all? I don't. See? I don't. Right. He lives right down the block from yeah. me, too. And he's emotionally unstable, too. <laughs> we got to check in on that guy. He's got a sword, and he's unstable. Oh, it's not yeah. Good. Well, oh, he, he, you know what? And he's, well, he's a great man, but he, he also knows when I'm not doing well. I mean, he just does. He's a good pastor. Well, is that what you guys call yourselves now, or Reverend? When well, you guys had that discussion, you, know, you had that discussion. Oh, he's a pastor. My, kid, my daughter asked me who's the best pastor in the church. I was like, well, certainly not me. So it depends on what you mean by best, and I would I would define it as loving. And I think Glenn has such a genuinely. I mean, I love you a bit, right? But, but that Glenn's dude just loves a softer people. lover lo- lover of people, and and uh, so anyway, he's number one. Number All right, one. And, uh, and so you can trust him with his sword. He's only going to use it <laughs> ethically. No, but he, he does care about people, and that's that's huge to what do you have, think your, of, have your congregation be loved, so it's good. Yeah. What do you think of uh, – yeah, so we're like a tag team. When I just want to, like, rebuke and teach, I'm in, and then when you when you seem hurt and loved, I tag in Glenn. I know, right, exactly. Glenn, Glenn, need, this is your week, bro. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Come on in. Okay, number four, decriminalize minor marijuana crimes and other low-level offenses. That's a really broad sentence right there, low-level offenses. Like, but, but let's just but, maybe... Yeah, but why marijuana? Um, why, why do you think that? I mean, what's, you know... I think the culture as a whole has grown to believe, to believe that marijuana is not that harmful as opposed to, say, crack or heroin. And, okay. And so, like, why throw people in jail for that? It'd be kind of liking it maybe to, like alcohol or something right, like right so you they see a long litany of people young men whose lives are effectively being ruined because they smoking a little weed and now they're going they're getting jail sentences and now right. now they're now they have a record and all this and that and it's like i think that would be it they just say it's just not that big a deal right right i understand that i understand that and and the, we see we see states around us that are making it legalized right 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 Illinois, so Right, Colorado. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the country's headed that way. It, it is, it is, and you know, and that comes down to your state legislature and how they continue to vote and how they are able to allow those things to happen. Do you have any personal opinion on that one? I've never, I've never smoked weed. I was just, that was gonna be my next question. Okay, but I've never smoked. Have you ever weed. done any drugs? Well, the only thing I have done is I've drank a lot of alcohol. Okay. But I've gotten a lot better at that. <laughs> not, a, not, not illegal drugs. But as far as legal drugs, so you're quite, yeah, your question on that, I have not. I have not. But I've seen what it has done to people, and, and it, it concerns me. It concerns me. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, you've seen what weed does to people? Right. What does it do to people? Well, what I do see is that, you know, the stereotypical stuff, they become... They become, become hungry, you know. My Nobody word, wants that. No, <laughs> I mean, no, are you talking about getting the munchies? Yeah, okay. yeah, that, that's one thing. Um, okay. Extremely lethargic. Extremely lethargic. And so... That can happen. It depends on the personality. You know does. Joe Rogan smokes weed. Yeah. That and guy's he, productive. He's, he's, he's doing some I things. think if you're lethargic, it can it cannot help. It cannot like help. Like if you kind of lack ambition and... and uh, 
What's interesting, because so I have smoked weed, and right. I have I have had seasons. I mean, I used to smoke it every day, all day. I stayed high for like eight years straight. Like, hmm. yeah. And so I had seasons in my life where it did make me just like lethargic and lay around and lazy. But then I also, I would go to college and wait tables and work doubles and be high. And so right, right, I could right. see. I was highly functioning. Right, right. I was like the best waiter on, in my restaurant, <laughs> and I was high. <laughs> you know, like. Why'd you stop then? I became, well, I was addicted. And I, so that's part of my salvation story is that I, right. I became, uh, and again, there's a difference, I think, between um, what I was doing, which was I, I, I had a problem. I, I was an addict. Like, I woke up in the morning and hit the bong. Right, and then, right there. And then every time that buzz went away, I'd go, I'm at work, I'm like sneaking into the bathroom and hitting it again. Wow. Going out by the, like, I had to stay constantly medicated. Right. Um, and there was a lot of issues there. I mean, I was suppressing things. I was, I just wanted to, I could be different than I am. Right. Um, but when I became a Christian, I would say I got healed. Like God gave me a freedom from that desire. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't fight the battle for months or years. It was like, oh, I don't want to be high anymore. Right. And I told right. Aubrey, Aubrey was smoking weed with me. Right. I told her we're not smoking weed anymore. And I threw it all out and it was it. Wow. It was the end of it. Um, oh, praise God. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. So, yeah. So, even though I could see, um, look, I'm not going to say this is a healthy behavior. I'm not suggesting the people people at, at Redeemer start smoking weed. We're not going to open but a the pot. Que- and, yeah. Right, but right, the question right. is, is it, is it, do I want to throw someone in a cage over it? Right, right. And I think it's a fair question. Right. Well, let me ask you this, because um, I've heard your story before, uh, your testimony and everything. Were you ever arrested for it? I was never caught for that. You were never caught for that. It was, so I was, it was never just, caught it was, with it. Was, it was for other other things and yeah. stuff like that. Okay, so then taking yourself still back to that point, um, you didn't think anything was wrong with smoking weed. I knew it was illegal. Right. I, I just wanted it. You're right. You just wanted it. You wanted it, and you were high functioning. You did did the work. Best waiter. All those things. Best waiter. <laughs> That's what you can achieve, folks, on marijuana. You know. But um, let's just say, I'm just saying, yeah, let's just say it's not good to be high. Right. Let's just say that. Right. The question, it's still a separate question of whether or not we want to throw people in cages over it. Correct. Correct. Is there a certain limit to where we throw people in cages on it? Do we, you know. Like some it, things we lock people up over and some things we don't. We don't. Right. Right. Like, those are laws. Maybe yes. it'd just be a fine. Right. But right. right now, I think that's the thing that this is m- marijuana possession is a crime up to so correct. Some, it's some called kind of it, would, it would be called a possession of controlled substance. Right, that's what that is. We weigh it and then present it to evidence to the um, county attorney. They decide, you know, if they want to continue to pursue the charge or not. You know, but as far as the law is concerned, from your state legislator, what they make, sure, you know, from the speeding laws to this. Um, depending on what it is and how much is exactly how much you may spend time in jail. So right now, if I, if I was to say, man, we should decriminalize murder. Correct. And just lot, not and just let people go, you would be like, that's obviously not a good idea. That's, right? that's not a good idea. But when you hear this, decriminalize mar- minor marijuana crimes, do you go, oh man, that's not a good idea? Or are you kind of like, whatever man let's see how it goes on a well honestly my my personal film like you know that's the way the country's going anyway you know um 
I still do see a lot of the dangers of it, and I probably have a front row seat of it. Sure, you know, um, and well, and, and, and 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 typically how my narrative goes sometimes in my head, world worldwide, is like, well, okay, if they're gonna allow that, what's the next? What's thing? the next? Thing, what's right? the next thing? It's a slippery slope, right? Yeah. We're talking logic here. Um, so we're gonna decriminalize cannibalism. Be a good idea. So that if you get the munchies, all right, this you is can't, not, you can't not, you can't <laughs> eat your dog. Um, now, but part of it, it might be your, you are engaging people that are, you know, on marijuana, getting high, whatever, but they're also, because of what you're doing, there's something else at play there. So there's a lot of people that are smoking weed and just chilling at the beach. There's a lot of people that are smoking weed and then going to work out. There's a lot of people that are smoking weed and studying for their stats exam. You're not running into them. No. You're running into... People that are on the front lines of some kind of criminal action or or crisis or something, right? And weed is part of the. I think it. I would say it, it might um, uh, taint your view. You know, you might go if that's the only people you ever see high, then you go, well, that's what weed does, like, right? Uh, that's that's true. Perhaps that's true. And are there high functioning people that smoke marijuana? I sure there is yeah i'm sure there eric hansen's one of them really yeah i'm gonna have to talk to him about yeah, that he's, no. he's the best accountant <laughs> um wow it, but this is really broad i mean an other low level of you know decriminalized minor what's marijuana. The, what's an what's another low level offense would that be public intoxication slapping a cop could you mm. imagine if they decriminalize that ever just walk up and slap you and you just have to be like move along please right <laughs> yeah that's a that's a low level offense yeah well uh <laughs> Depends on the cop, right? Exactly. How about right? we have a list of cops that are allowed to be slapped? <laughs> would you Would you like to volunteer for that role? Boy, that'd be almost like uh, Paul, wouldn't it? You get could just the, stand the, on the corner and just say, "Slap me." Just you're the guy, man. Just the, wear the uniform. The wear, yeah. wear uniform and come up and slap me. I thought you were going to wear the uniform today. I'm kind of just. I probably should. What I should have done is brought all my gear. Have you put it on? And you'd be like, "What <laughs> is wrong?" Like, You'll be like, what "And then you? we'll wrestle." Yeah. Then you're like, "Man, your back has to be messed up." So yeah, yeah it 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 adds to my weight about thirty seven pounds. Oh, so it's just like a workout, just carrying it around. It can be, but I sit in my car a lot. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so it is a workout on my hips. <laughs> you driving that on your hips? Are you you driving that Ford Explorer? Yeah. Is it fast? It can move. Could yeah. we race? I have a Trailblazer SS. Has a Corvette motor in it. Can we go somewhere where you can I can legally race? You get you, you have the cop car. That would probably be another low level offense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Right? I Let's mean, decriminalize just, that. Right. You're going 124. It's just low level. I would be curious to know. Again, these things are pretty broad, and it's like, how does it play out, right? So, right. So, you know, my so my answer is this, is that personally, I'm like, what are, that seems to be the way the country's going because certain states have voted, and they have, they're allowing it. Illinois has allowed it. Colorado was the first, right, and things like that. It's going to be like anything else. They'll just tax it like crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, and what do we have here in Iowa? Medical marijuana. So, it's it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. So, um, you know, it's just like, man, if everybody could be responsible with it. I yeah. don't, you know what I mean? But it's kind of, a, at the end of the day, it's kind of out of your hands, right? You're just, if they decriminalize it, then you'll stop arresting for that's, it. So, you're not the one making like, the decision. Or that will, I will, I will start charging, for, stop charging. Right. Yeah, it's like, 
right. All right. Well, well, yeah, I shouldn't say arrest because what you do is you just write a citation, right? You no, like no, that is that is an arrestable offense. Oh, is Iowa. it? That's and that is probably why, because let's say somebody got arrested for PCS, right? What's oh possession of a controlled, controlled substance. substance, marijuana, green leafy substance, um, and then they try to get a job, you know, and they may be the better qualified person. Mm. But you do the character check, right? right. You're like, ooh, he got arrested. Yes, it's pending, you know, yeah. or whatever. I see this on his record. The other person that may not be as qualified may get the job. Yeah, right, right. So I can understand that because then you're talking about, well, man, these people, you know, not these people, but people are not getting jobs because of that. That affects their livelihood, right? Yeah, their choices and what they can make and what they can go from there. Well, low-level offenses. Okay, let's yep. see. Uh, number five, impose strict body camera provisions. So again, I don't know like what it. What are the existing provisions? Are they strict? Are they not strict? Do you feel like you have strict body camera provisions? Like I do. Have? I do. I think we have very strict. Um, anytime like any of our lights go on or anything, everything turns on. It does it automatically. It does it automatically. Can you turn it off? Can I turn it off? Can you yes. walk up to, like, you're about to have a, so let's just go worst case scenario, man. You see this kid, you run into him a few times, he's been sassy, you want to smack him around a little bit. Can you turn your camera off? And Yeah, but I can't because there's two cameras on at all time in my in a microphone. Well, you have the, 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 the body camera. You have the body camera and then you have the vehicle camera. The, ver- the vehicle camera. But you can get him over with- on the side of the vehicle, turn off your body cam. Turn off your mic. Yeah, I, I guess you know you could you could do that, but let's do it. Let's go. I want to come on a ride. Well, I you know the, the other part of it is I don't you know like sometimes it's on so much I don't even I forget that it's on. Okay, so let me explain to you. So like um, one time I had an intoxicated subject, got in a car accident, ended up going to the hospital, um, and so I had to go um, get an implied consent, his permission to test his blood. Okay. During that time, what I do is I make sure that the person is okay. So anything medical trumps what I'm going to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like he is not in a good position. He he just he, he he's not going to be doing the standard sobriety testing for me. I'm not going to be able to check his eyes. I'm not. I'm just not going to be able to do that. You know, when you're in the hospital, you're in there for a long time. You know, and I keep my camera on the whole time. I mean, as a cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I keep my camera on the whole time. And and one of my captains and lieutenants one time said hey i, I watched your video there dan I'm like oh okay whatever you know he, he goes you might want to turn it off when you go to the bathroom and i'm <laughs> I like was literally uh, gonna guess that yeah man. and he goes and i'm like yeah they probably don't want to see that in court right because you don't even think about it i mean it's on so sure. much so my question is is just like what what would, what would that what, right. what would that look like would that what be, is that yeah would that be turn it on right when i get in my car that's fine you know but they're pretty strict and we do that for protection of us in the public yeah it's not even an, it's not an issue you know what i mean so um i i, I what is that you know what yeah. does that look like so, yeah i don't know um make negotiations between law enforcement and mun- municipal representatives so that would be like the mayor or people that are setting policy public Make negotiations between law enforcement and municipal representatives public. So, assuming that they that those negotiations negotiations aren't public, right? I I think that sounds pretty good. Like, yeah, like you protect and serve, right? So do they. I mean, they serve the public, right? And if you guys are going to negotiate policy and like, I think the public should be able to see that. That shouldn't be. I don't see any reason why that should be behind closed. Would doors. that also go back to the review board too? So, isn't review board? 
you know, with is I mean making that public. So like you're talking about just any policy and procedure. I don't mean that they that the that they participate in the decision, but it's like right. it can be seen. Like body cam. Oh yeah. Like body cam the conversations. Just kinda like, you know, we like Congress is constantly like on T V, you know, like you're gonna you shouldn't be going behind closed doors and making deals like which they do. Right. But yes. I think generally we'd say in a in a representative dem- democratic type place the people that are making policy on behalf of the public should be transparent. So, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Someone could probably poke holes at that. Here's a big one. Number seven, abolish qualified immunity. Hmm. What does that mean? That's a great question. I would like to know what you that means. You don't know means. what it means? No. That's please, interesting. Please let in, enlighten like, me. So when you hear the I word- I think I know what it means, but yeah. But let me, yeah. And what does that mean? What are they, yeah. Please, look. let's look it up. Yes. Yes. First, I'm going to tell you what I think it means based on what I've just heard, right? Correct. I believe qualified immunity means that uh, police officers cannot be sued personally for any potential misconduct. Just the department is can be held responsible. Right. So that's how and that's how I understand qualified immunity. Right. Is that is that right? Wrong. So, like, I've made my livelihood, right? And then um, bad situation comes up, and I can't be sued personally what's in my bank account or right. in my retirement, right? right? Okay. Is that is that what qualified immunity... That's what I think it is, too, yeah. you know, and things like that. But even if you do get into a... Heaven forbid, I would never have to, but this is part of the job signed up for is a, a personal shooting or something like that i already know that i could get sued civilly you know and that does happen you're saying qualified immunity doesn't wouldn't protect you in that i don't think it would why no. well because um so you're saying they could just sue the department and not me personally right i think they can still sue me personally that's what i'm saying that they could they could get into you know You've seen this happen? I have not seen this happen in Iowa. No, I have not. We may be. Yeah, we're, we're, we what's fi- surprising to me is that I will, as a police officer, you're not. It doesn't seem like you're 100 percent clear on what I'm this not, means. I'm not. So someone had to really sit down and and believe me, we are. You know, it may not seem, you know, to whatever narrative you're watching, but we are honestly all ears. I want to know what that means. You know. So, qualified immunity is a judicially created doctrine that shields government officials from being held personally liable for constitutional violations, like the right to be free from excessive police force, for money damages under federal law, so long as the officials did not violate clearly established law. Hmm, that's interesting. I right. I th- but the argument is that, well, all what happens is you just have to get insurance. Right? So, like... Um, right. Like... You could sue me as a pastor. Well, right. First of all, I don't have any money, so right. good luck. But, <laughs> um, but that's where the church insurance kicks in. It's like, you know, we're going to be insured for that kind of thing. Um, right. But the argument is that, is that that's, a, that's a restraint. Like, if, if you know as an officer that when you go out there and you, if you break the law, you can go to jail. Right. Like that's a restraint on evil. Right. If you also know you could get sued and get financially ruined, that's a restraint on evil. But if they say to people, you can't get sued personally, right. that they feel like, ooh, that that make, that lowers the restraint on evil. Like people might go, fine, I'm not gonna get sued. Sue the department, right? And right. so they they want that banned, so right. that per- officers can be 
personally um, held responsible so financially? It comes down to you're having more skin in the game because right. it's your greenbacks right. that could be potentially taken from you. Right. Correct. That's, I guess yeah, that's that's what I'm hearing. That's yeah. what I'm hearing you yeah. say and everything. So yeah, you can already get sued though. You know, I mean, if so, I I would love to hear what that is. Yeah. You know, and and what you know. We'll do a whole episode just on this. We'll get a qualified immunity expert in. I would have no problem with that. Yeah. Do we even have Do we have a. Well, you're saying you can still get sued, but you haven't. I haven't seen that in Iowa. So, but I also, I don't follow that a lot. Yeah. You know, um, there's, we live in a very good state, you know, and. Um, what do you mean by that? Low crime. Yeah. Low crime. Yeah, it's right. low population. It is. It's just not. Yeah, it's not what it is in other places. It, it isn't. It, it really isn't. Yeah. Matt Sheffers, why did you become a cop? Wow, that's a good question. The you know, always the positive answer and popular answer is that I've wanted to help people and you want to make a difference. That's very pot. That's very what we we have to stand up at the academy. You have to give a speech. A lot of people say I want to help people. I like. I like holding accountable for people. Does that make sense? Like I, I want you know, just like you're seeing something in my life you're not liking, you know. Um, but with love, you can hold me accountable. Like man, you're you're messing up, you know. Um, and um, I think there has to be some type of law and order out there um, to have a society survive. So you have a, a certain amount of drive to, re, yeah, restrain evil. It's like, hey, things can go wrong, and we want society to be correct, as peaceful as possible, and you want to play a role in that. Right. And, I mean, we, we do so, so much more. But, yes, absolutely. absolutely. What do you mean by you do so much more? Well, um, particularly in the county, um, there's no really ambulance service at night. So mm. we're usually always the first to arrive to assess somebody to as best as we can if we need to revive them um that's pretty intense you know aed type of stuff a lot of places north um they they have volunteer firefighters and things like that and or they wake up from a dead sleep and they come um but yeah we i mean we just we do so much so so much let me ask you this because part of the conversation out there is that Officers are being required to do things that they probably shouldn't have to do. Like, great question. Um, you know, you are. You know, if it's obvious there's a crime being committed, but let's say you just got some mentally unstable person roaming in a parking right. lot. Like, would it be better one, maybe just leave them for goodness' sake, right? right. Or send over a, you know, the tank. What the tank? You know, no, no, no. Send, send <laughs> social. What do you worker. mean? The, but yeah, social, social worker or something. Worker, Instead right. of you, like now you're there. He views you as a potential guy that might want to arrest him, and it's right. just like immediately escalates, and and it's not. Are we asking too much of you? Yes. Like really, you're a law enforcement officer. Like at its simple simplest definition, like it is a a a, a martial art like you are there to stop crime arrest apprehend but now you've got to like learn how to de-escalate with homeless people and this is like it's, right. you're sending type a guys right that want to to do type b work or whatever right. you know like right. you feel that like man like why am i being called to this why is this something i have to deal with like i i particularly i actually enjoy that type of work i i love talking to people okay i'm i i i i i enjoy that um 
can there be someone that's better than I? Yes. And could I be looked on differently if they don't show up in a uniform with a gun on their hip? Yes. Right. Um, but I really like that work. And so, um, but I understand also because sometimes depending what cop you get right, and what's going on, um, you may not like how they handle the situation, right. right? You know, and it may end up being an arrestful, restful thing when it could have just been talking to this right. guy to get him home and passing out right. on his couch. Oh gosh, there's just so many complexities. Like literally, which cop showed up? Did the guy show up who's had a good day, who has a good temperament, right? Who says, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" Right? Or is it the guy? Things goes, are not going well. What are you doing here? Right? Hey, you know, and he's just had a fight with his wife. Right? And he's just a jerk. Like correct. Oh, Correct. gosh. Right. So, yeah. And well, so, that's why we just got to abolish the whole thing. <laughs> I would not, I wouldn't say that. But I wouldn't I, either. You yeah. listen to my podcast. I believe we unfortunately live in a world where uh, some kind of police force is necessary. It, it, it is. It, it is. And there's just, there are a lot of good, I know a lot of bads coming around, but there's so many good people it just it just really is they have like good hearts and they want the best and try to find the best situation possible instead of just automatically going to jail you know um oh man yeah i can i mean i just tell you stories but those will never be heard You, you know what i mean what was that what was that what was that is that one of your grenades in your car? No, no, no. That that's at home right now. I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was. Huh. Um. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think I had another direction, uh, but I think we're about done. Is there anything we haven't brought up that you wanted to make sure we touch base up? Um. On? Well, I was going to just say that. Um, of course, how can the church get active? Right. It's like, how do you get active in the uh, the police culture? I would. I would. Um, mm, that's interesting because the question is usually how does the church get active, um, you know, with the marginalized, with uh, the poor, which is which is a good question too. But you're saying how does the church get active with the police culture? Correct. Dang, Correct. That's a fresh question. Correct. I think, um, and definitely, um, talk. You know, talk to Brooke and things like that. There's a lot of wives and other people that are just really scared for their husbands hmm. right now they're just like no matter what you do it's going to be wrong hmm. you know i'm just like uh, and so we feel that you mm-hmm. know we feel that too you know and during that we we live lives and and things get stressful checkbook gets a little close you know or whatever whatever i mean just our daily lives yeah. right our daily grind and things like that so i always i just think it's it's just so much like Jocko Wilkes says, there's just so much behind the badge that needs to be yeah. corrected too. So when you're saying how the one opportunity for the church to get active is to know these people, see these people, reach out. How are you Correct. doing? What is going on? How right. can I pray for you? What are the pressure points? Right. Yeah. Right. And 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 just in uh, just make them feel loved, like actively loved, you know. Um, and um, that takes time and building a relationship with uh each other but uh yeah just make them feel actively actively loved that's what i'm trying to do with you right now i know feel, i can tell you well, you, actively loved. you've been you've been in my you've been in my living room one time actively loving up <laughs> uh this will be stricken from the record you might want to edit that it, one out it involved yeah. a rear naked choke <laughs> but no i mean and and also when you and i'll just like anybody you know maybe else that um sometimes we're hard to love too 
we're just we just are and uh but um there's there's just so something there's something to that the, the church can be so active in that and it's it's a good thing yeah it's uh, good all right is uh are you guys having trouble recruiting yes yeah yes okay yeah like literally you guys are, have seen that shift like you need to hire i want to say when i was getting hired on i want to say there's probably 400 to 500 people that tried out for like two spots Wow, um, I think we had twenty three last time. Twenty three people yeah. sign up yeah. or try out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, maybe I think you that start, was numbers. Yeah, you start hiring people that are smoking weed. Those high functioning weed smokers, man. You know they what I mean? Come. Well, in in for the county, a bonus is is that you do get fed. You eat the jail food. So your first eight years, eight to ten years in the jail. You're How's eating. the food? I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> I was at my heaviest when I was working for the jail. And it yeah. changed a lot. It's all those carbs. It is. It is. Um, have you met the other cop at church? Oh, you mean uh, Reagan? Reagan. He actually took a ride along with me. Oh, good. And uh, we had just a fantastic talk. Love the guy. He's. Cool. Did you guys his, crack, crack any skulls while you were there? Yeah, he is. Uh, he's at a pretty different perspective now because he's getting trained. So there's an FTO always watching his every move. Um, but do we crack any skulls? No. But we had some awesome talks. Yeah. I mean, we just really, really did. So, um, I was hoping he's going to get on to Lynn County, but he ended up going to Marion. He's in Marion. Yeah. We uh, we we talked a lot and um, just I'm just very proud of him and yeah. he's he's doing real well let's yeah. just put it that he's doing very very well so and you want a guy like that out there yeah so good That's guy good. yeah good dude cool matt thank you for yeah. the time opportunity right appreciate it right. and um that went quick what's your favorite nickname for cops like like copper or like 50 or my favorite nickname yeah. are there any that's insulting well obviously pig like, <laughs> that's not a fun one right you know i have i have to confess too i've have you seen the movie Super Troopers? No. Me neither. But apparently it's really good. I don't know. I think there's some kind of cop slang that goes in there. Um, 5-0 is good. Yeah. 5-0 is good. Okay. Right. Have you ever heard One Time? No. So it's kind of... <laughs> they're called One Time huh. in some cultures. It's an old rap song. It says One Time's trying to make a smooth creep. The cops are coming, right? Mm-hmm. Creeping up on me. So right. I'm going to tell you a personal story. Oh, Outstanding. It's a confession. I was breaking into a car with my friends. You know, because we used to do that kind of thing. That's that kind of low-level crime. Decriminalize it, man. Just, just let <laughs> me okay. on the wrist. Just it's say, okay. hey, man, don't do it again. Like, right, okay, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's everybody's car. Yeah, have <laughs> at it. There's mm-hmm. no private property. So, and, you know, you got people watching. Some people are like, trying to get in the car. And some people are watching out. Right. And one of my buddies says, one time. And I heard him say, but I didn't know what it was. Right. You're like, what's that mean? And he said, it, he was like, one time, one time. And he kept saying, I was like, I don't know what, I'm just ignoring him. It's like but in the meantime, talk. they yeah. t- they run. And I'm just like, whatever. I'm Next good. thing you know, there's a paddy wagon, like right there, staring me dead in the face. And I, I took off. Let me tell you another funny story. These are funny stories, man. Like, I, absolutely, I tell my absolutely. kids these stories. Yeah. Like, we. So you got away. I got away. We were trying to steal a um, <laughs> a dirt bike. Okay. All right. So my buddy's like, "Hey, they got this dirt and bike." And you know how to ride a. You know how no, to ride my a buddy knew how. You, I didn't know that. You didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. We're just yet. wandering around at night. He's like, "I know where there's a dirt bike on the side of a house." Blah blah blah. And so we go, 
And he's like, he's trying to kickstart this thing right on the side of the house. It's making all this noise. Right, it's loud. You couldn't get it running. Right. They call the cops. It's like 2 a.m. And there's like six of us. We're like 17, 19, 18 years old. Like, we just run through the neighborhood, hop some fences, and walk down the street. And also we see these headlights coming down the street. And then the spotlight, right? Oh, yeah. And so paddy wagon. And he comes up, the paddy wagon. You guys don't have those around here. That's a van police car. Right, right. You know? Um, so it would, he pulls up and he shines a light on us. You know, six, five or six, like teenage guys out at two in the morning, dressed like, you know, thugs, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, he's like, you guys seen any young men around here? <laughs> he did not. No, he Make, didn't. Making any trouble? And we're like, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, okay, and just drives off. And I, my guess looking back on it is that, of course, he knew it was us, but he just didn't want to didn't want to deal with it. It wasn't that big of a deal. I think he thought it was enough just to like shake us up a little bit, right? Too because we did shake us up. That's right. a close call. You know, you go home. You're like, let's go home. This night is over. You know, so so you dispersed after that. Oh. You yeah, went home. He went home. You went home. Went gotcha. Home. Like, yeah, okay. Not, I'll keep that in mind. I'll put that in the yeah, tool bag. Yeah, just warnings, man. Yeah, exactly. T- the tool bag. Like, yeah. You guys seen six or seven teenagers here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, so you get called to a crime they're, scene? They're, they're trying to start a mini bike and they just can't get the kid. You, you guys seen any guys sitting on the mini bike? No. Dude, that's a de escalation. Like, okay, so you get called to a, to a bank robbery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, and you run into the suspect. Right. Like, hey, uh, hey, yeah. You seen anybody uh, trying to rob a bank? He's like, uh, no, officer. Yeah. And you're like, okay. All right. He's going to go home. <laughs> he's probably going to go home. He's going to, yeah. I mean, at that point, he's got the money. He has the money, so it's all, yeah. But he's going to be scared for about three days. He's like, man, that was a close call. That was that was close. That was close. So the verbal judo is huge. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Man, I, I agree. I agree. I should be training officers. Absolutely. Oh, you could do one heck of a job yeah yeah you're very with it that it's good which is good that's right yeah so there it is all right let me ask you this yes. uh, well, gonna, i keep saying it's over but I, but no, it's not please so i'm a pastor at your church yeah how do you feel when i tell stories like that it gives me a really good perspective what do you mean um because donovan has seen the change of heart and and in this world right now, we need to make sure that we still believe in miracles. Like, Come on! Like the heart can change. That's right? interesting. I was thinking from a parent's perspective, are you like, oh gosh. Like, like, I could see someone going like, that's glorifying that stuff. Don't tell those stories. Why are our kids hearing that stuff? Like, Well, and, and I, I can see some some people feel that way. And that's isn't that kind of like the idol that they're trying to you know protect and hold? You know, their, their, their kids, right? I don't, ooh, I don't want them to hear that. Those are the things we need to hear the most right now. It's just a change of heart. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. It's yeah, encouraging. So, yeah. Cool. Next time you're on, you can confess all your uh, misdeeds. Oh, man. I would I would love to. Time. It'll be a 10-hour episode. I would I would love that. I'd love that. So, But, yeah, get Rangan on here. Ask his perspective. He's a yeah. he's great, great, great dude. So, yeah. yeah. Officer Sheffers. There you go. Or, no, deputy. Deputy. Yes. Yes, because de- you work in the sheriff's department. That's right. Yep. 57169. Is it just one sheriff in Lynn County? That's the way it works. Yeah. Like, it's like he's a, an elected official. It's, it's an official. elected. Yep. But it has to be elected from the ranks of a police officer. Does he have to be a police officer? No, he's actually on the ballot. The ballot. So he's just a human. He's a human. That's not a cop. Well, he he worked his way up to be a cop. 
or he was not a cop, but deputy. He worked. He's worked his. Oh, way. that's what I'm saying. He's elected from the ranks of the deputies. Not from the deputies. Okay. From the public. No, I don't mean by the public. Like, was he already a cop before he became a sheriff? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like right. The, the options are the existing deputies. That's who can be a sheriff. It's Correct. Not like, it's not like some accountant down the street can be voted in to be yeah. a sheriff. That's that's it's an elected position, so you could run for sheriff. Oh, okay. And win. But then I'd have to go through the training. Well, it depends. You can do whatever you want. So I'm not a cop, but I'm in charge of the cops. Yeah, yeah. That's not like that in the city, right? Like the police chief comes up through the ranks as a, or he gets hired from another from another agency. Another agency. Yeah, he's exactly. A, he's, he's not a cop. exactly. But the sheriff is voted in by the people of the public, not from, like we're saying. Right, right, hey, right, this right. is this is our I best understand. cop. Yeah. So. So then day one, he's in charge of a police force, but he may have zero law enforcement uh, experience? Correct. And he has a gun? Correct. And a badge? He can do and that. a horse? Yeah, but that's not our sheriff, but yes. A horse? What, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> you need a horse. You're going to wrangle some people. No, uh, our, honestly, I, I, just, I just saw our sheriff. Have you ever met him before? No. Brian Gardner. He's 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 a good dude. He's a not. I shouldn't say good dude. He's a good boss. Yeah. He's a good boss. Um, I should bring him on here. Oh man, that would be that'd be all right. You know, my first question to him will be, "How dare you?" <laughs> I'm just gonna escalate right off the bat. I thought that's I'm gonna, why you're I'm going. gonna have a body cam on. There you go. I thought. I mean, that's why. This I is this is my body cam. There you go. Just in case right it goes there, down. Right there. Yeah. 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 So, no, he he's he's a good boss. He really is, and. I'm that's good well I'm just good. blown away by that I didn't realize that you could just be an accountant one day and then be in charge of the police force yeah you could be day. like you could be let's see Glenn Eric you know bro, uh, you bro know? yeah exactly this is my fallback career okay hey I'm used to jobs where you know my I have zero idea what I'm doing mm-hmm. and yet I have authority there you go that's great there you pastor go. sheriff just like me I just walked in there like no idea what I'm doing here I wanted to be a teacher yeah yeah and that didn't work out why didn't that work out? Did not finish the schooling part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I got tired of the schooling and then um, got married young. Yeah. Had uh, Delaney young. And, um, and, and you got to pay the bills. You have to pay the bills to, yeah. uh, to keep going. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. But, well, yeah, we have to share that some other time. But that's, whew. that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. Good. I've kept you long enough. It's 420. Is it really? Time to smoke some oh, <laughs> You're familiar with that? Oh, I'm familiar okay. with that. 420. Well, yeah. actually, it's 424, so we missed our window. We we missed our window. Darn so, it. We missed, our, missed that. Yeah. Too bad. So. All right, all. Thanks for listening, Matt. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Goodbye. All right.